We've been waiting for you. Hi everyone, this is Richie Faulkner from Elegant Weapons and Judas Priest. You're listening to Dave and Shane. Hi everybody, this is Rob Halford. Rudy Sosa. Hey there, this is Steve Hackett. You folks are just recapping a triumph, and we're talking rock with Dave and Shane. Hey! I know this is kind of a age-old question at this point, but uh, did you get to see Pantera with with Rex and uh, and Zach and and Dave and everybody? Yeah, we were just down in, I say just down, it's May the 1st today. I can't believe where the time is. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's insane, but I know. We were just, I was going to say, we were just down in South America uh, with, with, obviously, with Priest uh, and Pantera on a few shows as well. So okay. it was just mayhem down there. I mean, uh, I, you know, obviously, since the COVID pandemic, there hasn't been many bands down there in general. Uh, and to have a have a tour in, uh, it was the Knotfest. So it was a, it was a big touring tour um big touring festival uh priest uh i think mr bungle were on it as well uh obviously a pan- pantera and i'll tell you what there was one pantera show i was sitting out backstage eating a biscuit or something i don't know uh and they started cowboys from hell and the floor was moving <laughs> because all those people were jumping at the same time and it was moving the floor it was absolutely incredible so uh yeah I think they're going to do well. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's been pretty cool. I know they, they got, they're on with Metallica, right? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're doing a few shows with them in Europe in June. Yeah. So uh, it'll be good to see, uh, see the guys again, uh, see Rex and Zach, Phil and, and Charlie, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was a big Pantera fan in, in school. Um, I didn't get to see them uh, with Diamond Vinny. I met Vinny. Uh, but I didn't get to see them, um, you know, play. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to see the, the reaction of the fans down in South America. It was mind blowing, really. Yeah, I, I think it was a really good idea to 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 reform. I think people really just needed that band in a way. I mean, it's just um, it it filled a void, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, there's not- been a lot of discussion about it, but it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, like, no. if that's what they want to do, and they're doing it. That's what they're doing, and. You know, everyone's got an opinion, but at the end of the day, that's what they're doing, you know. Yep. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever rock and roll we can get, whatever metal we can get, we should just, I mean, you know, especially this day and age. I mean, I think after yeah. the pandemic, when there were no shows at all, it's like, we'll take anything we can, you know. And I mean, not not to undersize what they're doing, but you know what I mean? It's just, I don't it's even awesome. know what saying, yeah. 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 Uh, how's Glenn doing? I mean, we, you know, how's he, uh, you know, he's been, he's, he's a fighter, you know, we, he looked great at the Rock Hall show. I mean, how's he doing? um what's his approach been like on on kind of recording his parts on the new uh upcoming record too well glenn has good days and bad days you know so i remember when we were recording or coming up with ideas writing the record um if he couldn't play too well one day he'd sort of uh just get his ideas across verbally you know so he'd do it like Mm -hmm. that and then if he could play he'd play obviously um so he's been you're right he's a warrior you know he's a a trooper he knows the limitations he's got but he's uh he doesn't really let it get to him you know he tries he tries to navigate around it i mean even i think the redeemer of souls tour he was battling with it and he he, he carried on and, and fought through it you know 
Um, so it's a testament, really, to Glenn's character. And we can all, I think, learn something from that. Um, so, yeah, Glenn, you know, he's writing credits on the record. Um, and he records what he can. And I remember, like, he would, if there's something, he's got an idea in his head, he, he figures out a way to do it in the way that he can do it. It might not be the way I think that he would have done it before, but he tries to figure out a way that he can do it now. And it might be, you know, different. Um, so that that's the way, That's he's a, he, as you said, he, he's a fighter, Glenn. So he, he'll try and figure out the way yeah. to do it the best way he can. Is he, is he still yeah, practicing? He's an inspiration, man. I don't know. I don't know if he practices, actually. I've got to call him today. I, I said to, I yeah. sent him an email. I said I'll call him today. But um, I'm not sure if he practices uh, as much as he used to. It must be quite daunting, I can imagine. Uh, you, you know, yeah. I can imagine it being one of the things where if, if it doesn't go too well, you don't want to do it. And then the, the less you do it, the worse it gets. And then it, you get on that vicious cycle. I can imagine it being that kind of thing. But um, no, I think uh, he's, he played great at the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. he, he always surprises everyone, you know, we, if we, if he doesn't play or we don't, you know, we don't tour for a couple of years and then he comes to rehearsal, um, and he, he gets up and he, he plays what he can play. And it's always surprising to everyone how well he's doing, considering the condition that he's got. It's again, it's an inspiration, Glenn. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you're writing, um, and we talked to Rob one time, I think last a couple of years ago, and he said he always tries to write lyrics differently. Like, I mean, he, he tries to come up with completely different ideas, you know, even like vocal patterns, like he really pushes himself. What's it, what was it like kind of uh, watching him or have you gotten a chance to watch him much in terms of coming up with lyrics and just his style? And because he's always, he always t pushes it so much further, you know, like mm -hmm. is it mind boggling how he, how he does that, how he just, you know, there's a whole new frontier with every project he works on lyrically. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Rob's dedicated to, he doesn't like to repeat himself, but there's certain things that Rob should repeat. Like some of yeah. those words that, you know, every singer's got those phrases or those words that are kind of unique to them. Dio had them. Rob's definitely got some, um, but he, he's got a, he's definitely got a dedication to doing something new or finding that phrase or word that he's never used before. And I think that's just who Rob is. I think that's just who we all are to some degree. We want to do something that we haven't done before. Um, but yeah, I think with words, it's more obvious. You know, you, you can do something with a guitar lick. I might do something that's different, but no one would really notice. With Rob, when you sing it and you're using words, you notice it more. So I think there's more of a dedication to that. Um, and he does it. I think uh, on um, on Redeemer's, no, I think on Firepower, he used the word oyster, which I don't think has been used uh, in priest or metal before. I'm not sure, but he he was proud about that one, oyster. He we thought that was funny. Uh, you can imagine like a little metal oyster, but um, but uh, no, it's just dedication to his craft, man. That's what it is, and uh, the pursuit of doing something better than the last one. What what is your uh... Dedic, how, how often do you practice like you know telling young people uh but what do you recommend with with you know up and coming guitarists what do you what do you what are, what are some of the regimens you like to do to to stay fresh as a player well luckily i love the instrument the, the instrument is what i do it for you know um so i play 
every day, all the time. I don't necessarily practice, if you know what I mean, but I'm playing yeah. all the time. I'm either writing, I was recording before I got on, I've got some interviews today. So I was uh, recorded a little bit today um, and I'll get back on it afterwards. I'm always, always, always playing. If, if I've got some time, I'll, I'm playing. Um, so, you know, sometimes I have to, I, I usually have to practice when I'm trying to record something and I can't play it properly. You know, so I have to sit there and do it a few times and and then I forget it and then I, play, I have to play it live and think, oh, how did I play this? I, I, I had to practice it when I was playing it, you know. So, um, but it's just, I, I, I'm a, a lover of the instrument. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the way it sounds. Um, so I'm always playing it. So luckily I have always have some kind of dexterity um, uh, because I'm always playing the thing, you know. it's Sometimes, um, you know, if I don't have a pick, I'll I'll play with fingers, you know. I'll, I'll if I if I can't find the pick, I'll just play with fingers because it gives you a different, um, you know, mindset. Uh, but it's just love of the instrument that inspires me to play and quote unquote practice all the time. Is there a go-to? I know the V is like you're synonymous with the V, but you know we've seen you on the road with Explorers and mm -hmm. uh, Pauls and SGs. I mean, do you do you have a go-to? Does it you know how do those guitars kind of compare in terms of feel and tone for you? I've been uh, connected with the V more the last 10 or so years. Um, obviously, how, how can you not get a V out with Priest? It's like sacrilege if you didn't bring <laughs> one out. You know? so, exactly, yeah. You know, um, so I've been connected with that more. Over, and also with the with the V that I play, um, the the body shape, on it's a 58 style V. So the, the, where, the, where the body meets the neck, it's higher up the neck, so you can reach the, the frets easier. Um, so yeah, I've been connected with that more. Uh, the, the Les Paul as well, obviously, I'm um, you know connected with over the years. So they're they're the two really. But it's what at the moment in the studio I've got three V's, uh, a Les Paul, an acoustic. But the acoustic never gets any love. The poor thing is sitting in the corner, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's I've got the the guitars in the studio are in here because they've kind of. The, the ones that I don't use get weeded out and the ones that I use stay in. So it becomes, these are the ones that I've been using. Uh, if I if I need something different, like a different sonic texture or something, I'll bring something else in that might have different pickups or a different sound, you know. Uh, yeah. But usually it's, uh, again, I've, I've been recording today on my trusty Flying V. Um, just just, sound, just sounds right, you know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm using. Very cool. Something that I read somewhere, Glenn said something to you at one point, like uh, you never know when this 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 road, the priest road may end. And that kind of inspired you to, uh, you know, elegant weapons and stuff. Is there when you're going in on a priest record, is it is it kind of the mindset like this could be it? Um, or, or not so much? Well, it is now. Now you've mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, actually, I've never thought about that. Thanks for that. <laughs> Breaking news right here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. Hang on a second. <laughs> I don't know, really. Um, I've actually never thought about it. Uh, yeah. Well, when I joined, as you know, as you just mentioned, uh, it was a conscious thing because I joined on the farewell tour. Right. So it was a, it was a conscious thing that this this is the last tour, this is the final thing, um, and I better start thinking about what I'm going to do after, which is where the right. thought process for this came about. But apart from that, um, 
I, I guess it's always been a possibility. Um, but no, I, I don't really think about that. I mean, it, it, reality is it's going to happen one day. I mean, I joined the band when they were 40 years in, so it's going to happen one day. Um, but, um, you know, in my life and what's happened over the last couple of years, you, you never know what's around the corner. So you just live your life um, to the fullest, live, you know, seize the day. And if, if you've got anything to do, do yeah. it. And, you, you know, you, you might have, you might not, I can say this because I've been there, but you you might not have long left, you know, you, you never know. Um, so you just, I've lived my life like that, really. It's, uh, it might be the last priest record, it might not. It might, there might be other ones. You, you, I, just, I don't know, that's the way I think. I might be naive for thinking that, but mm -hmm. you never know. There, there might be. We might get together and say, oh, we've got like a ton more ideas. Let's, let's do another record. Who, who knows? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's like the metal spirit keeps like, uh, I mean, you're, you're obviously a bit younger than the other, the other guys, but, you know, it seems like that just keeps them young. Like, I mean, we see Rob on social media and he's he's always making various references to you know different types of rock and roll and music some some that and cats i think kind of combined <laughs> um, but it's like you know he's i mean he's having the time of his life and and you could tell i mean when we saw i saw you guys at houston a few years ago and it was like oh my god i mean the band sounds like younger you know and and it's all live and i wonder if there's just if if it's that fire of being the fire for the music does it, it does it just keep you youthful in a way you know i think it keeps us fans youthful <laughs> you know yeah. i don't know I, I think it's i think we're all incredibly grateful that we're able to do it you know them for 50 years me for five minutes as i said like we're able to do that and uh, and tour the world and uh it, you know in my case feed my family you know as, as a consequence of it and uh create records and be part of someone's day you know when you go to a show and you put on the 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 cd or whatever it is in the car and you get yeah. there and you hear that song live and you you sing it with the band and we we're, were able to do that you know and be part of someone's day hopefully and like that's a that's an incredibly privileged position to be in and one that we're all grateful for so how can you not be like stoked to be able to do that. And it, again, I hate to say it, but it might all end tomorrow for one reason or another. So while we're on this earth, uh, why not get the most out of it and enjoy it the most you can? You know, it's, we're playing, it's all silly, really. We're, we're playing heavy metal music in leather and studs and it's fucking great. So like, <laughs> how can you not enjoy that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. But is, there like a, it. is there one of the older priest songs that you wish you would have written? What would it be? Ah, the Sentinel, Victim of Changes, um, Tyrant, uh, wow. the Sinner, uh, Reckless. Oh, uh, I love Reckless. I love that song. Yes. Yeah, man. So I, I wanted to play. I've been asked before. You know, if, if we could play a song that we haven't played before, right. what would it be? That one always comes up. We, I think we we played it on the rehearsals. Uh, for firepower and for one reason or another we, we had we had to cut a few we had too many songs in the set so we had to cut a few yeah. and that one got cut but i'd, I'd love to mm. play that it's so like 1986 top gun you know i think yeah, it got yeah, considered yeah. for that movie but yeah. uh for one reason or another didn't didn't get there but i mean it's so like of that era yeah. <laughs> i love that era yeah. you know yeah yeah such I a wanted, great I wanted, them to put, I wanted them to put that in uh maverick in the new top gun <laughs> <laughs> to come on, make it right, make it yeah, right, Sony or whoever right. produced Top Gun. You know, 
They absolutely should. That's a missed opportunity there. I'm going to get on to <laughs> management about that. But that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> what a great song, though. Just, oh, just, yeah. You know, I, I know that album gets a lot of flack, but there's some great tracks on there, you know. Locked really, is amazing. Really yeah. good riffs and really good, uh, really good vibes. So yeah, yeah. Is it when you guys go live and and you know you you tinker with the set list? How fun is it to be a part of that process of putting in something that hasn't been played in a while? Because there's always something that hasn't been played in a while. You think about that catalog; it's massive and it's amazing how they can and how tedious is that process of coming up with a set list? Sometimes it goes quite quick. You you've got a core that you you have to reference. You know right you know in in the set then you've got uh you know whatever it is we're going out if we're going out for a new album tour you've got to reference the new album um and then you know as you're saying you've got like a a a portion of the set where you can have some fun with it where you can what haven't we done before what haven't we done for a long time um that sort of that sort of dynamic so it, it is fun um so yeah it's there's usually too many because how do you cut it down to an hour and 40 minutes with like all those songs you know so it it is a process but again it's it's i mean we're we're picking what songs to play on a heavy metal show it's not come on it's like how can that not be fun you know it's it's hard (laughs) it's hard because you want it to be right you know you don't want to get it wrong in a way but um so you, you want it to be right and get all the, all the ticks in the right boxes. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, for me, we, we could, I mean, I'd, I'd love to play like a week in the same venue uh, and play like a couple of albums every night and then, you know, move on to ah. the next city. You know what I mean? That would be um, great. That'd be so yeah. Cool. You know, just yeah. stay, you know, just play, play like, like the Hammersmith Odeon or somewhere like that in London. Just do uh, one night we can do Ram It Down on Painkiller. And then the next night we're going to do uh, defenders and screaming. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. That'd be great. Oh my god, that'd be Done. killer. So great. We, we'd have to learn so many songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what? actually, I shouldn't say that because you know Rob will call me up. <laughs> oh, I heard you say that. It's a great idea. Let's do it. I'll be. Oh no. <laughs> Rework the well, whole plan. <laughs> will, will, will there be any uh, surprises with uh, elegant weapons with? With covers or anything like that, any priest songs, any Uriah Heap songs, any accept songs? Maybe, yeah. Um, because at the moment we've only got about five minutes worth of material. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I mean, if you know, if we're doing a if we're doing a shorter set, if we're, we're special guests to someone, then it'll be a shorter set. We'll be, you know, we should be fine. Um, yeah. uh, but we're not we're not booked for like two hour shows or anything like right. that. So we should be all right. It, you know, it, it should be fun. Uh, to put in a few covers based on our history. I don't see why not. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. The options are open, really. So we'll see what we'll see what we come up with. The, the writing and kind of the stuff, I know you said you were doing a little bit of recording now. Is that for like a future Elegant Weapons thing or is that just, you're just always coming up with ideas, basically? No, it's, it's, for, it's for the next record. We, um, yeah. you know, had some ideas and put some stuff down. Uh, I had the guys in town um, for a little while. Got Davey, you know, we were doing some videos for this record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and I said, uh, you know, Christopher lives not far away from me. We've got Davey over. Um, so I got those two over a, a bit early just to put some stuff down, put some drums down, the foundations really for what's going to yeah. become the next record. It's always it's always a priority really to be a band that records albums and, and takes it out on the road and 
gets ideas, come, comes back, puts another record down and evolves and grows with the band, you know. Um, that That's the priority. That's, that's, that's always been the priority, you know. I think whatever band I've been in, um, however that's gone, that's always been the, the priority. So this is no different, really. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Also, since we last talked to you, uh, we lost Jeff back. You know, Kim Simmons, a lot of amazing guitar players. Any of those guys, were they a big influence on you growing up? I think I think they all were, especially uh, guys like Beck, yeah. you know, Gary Rossington as well. Yeah. Um, and if, if they weren't directly, they were indirectly. You know, the other, you know, people that I listened to uh, were influenced by them. So I was kind of influenced in an indirect way you know i mean beck was a massive influence on the guitar world in general um you know I, that was a shock really i mean the, i mean i thought he was i thought he was out touring a couple of months before when he out with like johnny depp he was yes. doing yeah johnny yeah depp they just played a record yeah yeah like and then and then he's gone and it, it still doesn't seem real you know because he's been such a staple he's, he's a staple of all of our lives on this on this call you know since we've all been alive jeff beck's been there and then he's not anymore yeah. it's just weird you know very strange um, yeah. but it's it's you know our duty really and our responsibility especially as guitar players to kind of you know if we get an idea on a record and it's like oh that that reminds me of jeff beck let's let's kind of nurture that a bit you know if it sounds a bit beckish let's kind of what would jeff beck do on that bit why not kind of add to that, you know, bring out that influence a bit more, you know, why not take that torch, you know, I was saying before, you know, from our legacy, from the bands that we're in, hopefully take that legacy forward. Why not, why not do that as, you know, with the guitar players that are part of our legacy as well, you know, Jeff Beck, Hendrix, uh, Rossington, um, any of them, any of them. I mean, why not? It's part of our DNA. So why not? Yeah, when you when you mentioned finger picking, I, I started thinking about uh, uh, back. You know, when you mentioned that earlier, yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, he, he was such a technician, uh, and I think it was. You know, we were talking before about Rob doing something different on every record. Beck was exactly the same. You know, you listen to Beck stuff. Um, there was a there was, he was like striving for something new all the time, something different, uh, and that's just that's just the way some people are. You know, and they're innovators. They break ground. Uh, that's Jeff Beck for you. You know, so that's what we can all learn from him. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did it to the point where he, you know, it wasn't even really a commercial artist by the end, in a sense, because he was just doing jazz and fusion, yeah. and and that that's amazing to walk away from how he started. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're doing it purely for the love of doing it. Now, there's, there's no like, yeah. I don't care. I'm doing it because I want to do it. So you know hats off to him yeah what's next for you richie i mean i know continued uh success with elegant weapons which is amazing i know you're continuing to record like what's what's kind of next uh in the next few days and weeks uh for you i mean obviously pre-stuff too i'm sure well we've got the uh, release of the elegant weapons record coming out i think it's may the 26th so yep. i've yeah. got a ton of these uh interviews like promotion stuff what you got to do um which i love doing i i hasten to add uh you know <laughs> But we've got some live dates coming up with weapons as well in Europe in June, July. Um, we've got some dates with Pantera coming up in, in June in Europe and then some uh, some great festivals in Europe, which we're looking forward to. Um, 
So yeah, that, that's on the immediate future. As I said, I can't believe it's May already. I cannot yeah. believe it. So uh, yeah, we've got uh, the, the third singles coming out around the release of the record. So that that's in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so record comes out and then we head off to Europe uh, for some, some live dates for weapons. That's in the immediate future. So yeah. Yeah, and then in, right in the meantime, hopefully I can get the, uh, I said I was doing some recording. Hopefully I can get some stuff recorded for the second record um and carry on with that really we can get the pre-stuff finished mixed and you know all that sort of fun stuff and it, the fun never stops you know what i mean it's uh yeah, that's right <laughs> it's it's what we do man it's again i'm grateful and fortunate to be able to do that so uh and be talking yeah. to you guys about it you know and we try all to right, live we're vicariously <laughs> through you that's right yeah well, we're you guys yeah. Taking the time. yeah what's your uh by the way what's your favorite star wars movie out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a new hope. I think, you know, a new hope is just the original. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, it, I, I love the original trilogy. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Even Return of the Jedi. I don't mind the Ewoks at all. You know, no, I don't either. Fabulous. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bit silly, but it's all silly. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to, you've got to suspend your disbelief all the time so um but uh the, the first one was was the one for me really i like rogue one as well i'm a fan of rogue one but I, oh dude that's right up there that's like yeah. probably number four for me actually me too i agree with you yeah are you a fan of any of the series the mandalorian and or that stuff you you just soak it all up yeah it's it's a bit like what's the word it's um it's, it's a bit you watch it and that's it yeah you know uh it's great while it's on i like the first two series of uh mando uh the third one i couldn't care less really i mean i don't know what happened to the third series of mandalorian <laughs> came i haven't seen it yet so i don't know oh, I, won't, I won't say anything then but uh <laughs> kind of lost, lost interest with that yeah. uh but yeah you, you watch it because it's on and then you kind yeah. of i kind of forget it but uh right. you know so yeah. There seems to be a lot coming out, but it's all whatever, you know. A little disposable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, per- perhaps the inspiration. The, Go ahead. Sorry, it's the Ridge for me. I know I've said it before. But it's, it's the Ridge Ridge. That you know, that, that's because I'm an old fart. You know. <laughs> I love that. Well, perhaps that helped inspire the title uh, "Horns for a Halo," the uh, name of the uh, debut album by Elegant Weapons, uh, made twenty six out on Nuclear Blast Records. Man, we we're just fired up. We can't wait for that, man. No, we're looking, I'm looking forward to uh, unleashing it onto the world and seeing what everyone thinks. You know, and uh, yeah, hopefully that hopefully people like it. And uh, yeah, excited. Awesome, Richie, thank man, you, Richie. Hey, 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 yeah man thank you for joining us man we appreciate you and uh just thanks for all you do man thank you guys it's a pleasure to talk to you both and uh, hopefully see you soon yeah. Yeah.